a Friday morning connection. And yes, it is our friends from Trinity Chapel Church. This is my story with Reverend Charlene Laver. Good morning. Good morning. Did you realize this is the last time that we'll be doing um, This Is My Story before Christmas? I do. We will be talking about Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. So everyone hang in there with me. It's a little different, but don't stop until you get all the way to the end listening. You have me on the edge of my seat. You've piqued my curiosity. (laughs) Let's do this. Good morning. Good Friday morning, City of Dubois and surrounding communities. I am Charlene Laver, pastor of Trinity Chapel Du Bois, inviting you to journey with me for the next 25 minutes of storytelling. My only request is that you would agree to allow your hearts to be enlarged, challenged, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, Lord, that we would have ears to hear your voice. Let's get started. Today's storyline Twas the night before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little low driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprung to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Can you hear the shrieking halt in your head saying, What? Wait a minute. Where are we going with this? Please bear with me for just a minute or two longer. Let's begin again. "'Twas the night before Christmas. "'So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, "'to Bethlehem, the town of David, "'because he belonged to the house and line of David. "'He went there to register with Mary, "'who was pledged to be married to him "'and was expecting a child.' While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what has been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen, which were just as they had been told. Luke 2, 4 through 20. Now that's more like it. You are possibly saying to yourself, maybe even, that pastor had me worried for a moment. So what is the point of all of this? Allow me to explain. There are two authors writing their story into our lives. One is the true author of goodness and light, who was and is and always will be. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, author God, who has all authority over the universe and all that is in it. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 12, 2. The other is an imitator, an impersonator, a counterfeit, He is the author of darkness, the god of this world, author Satan. His intent is to twist the truth to his own advantage and alter God's story of redemption. And you and I must choose whom we will serve. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua twenty four fifteen. You must choose. You cannot have it both ways. For it is written, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Matthew 6, 24. So, in this Christmas season, whom are you celebrating? Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life? Or a fictional, imaginary character created by the writer of this world to distort the truth and take our eyes off our redemption story.
stealing our joy and song. If this be so, then let this be the day we choose to take back our joy and shout alongside the angels singing. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. So why the lengthy discourse? I am asking you to be intentional, to set your heart and focus on the true meaning of Christmas that sounds more like this. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. But I don't want to stop there either. Too often, the moment we step into the Christmas season, we already have a picture in our mind of the nativity. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, the end. And we quickly move into the next season of our Christian journey. Can you hear the shrieking halt in your head once more, thinking to yourself, wait a minute, now where are we going with this? I sure hope you are. But isn't this where you are leading us? You may be saying to yourself, my answer, to some degree, yes. I too can't wait for the candle to be placed in my hand and the lights turn down low and we begin to sing the song, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. It seems so holy, so perfect, so joyous. But, but is it? This is our challenge. Perhaps our own Christmas seldom measures up to this ideal. It's not perfect. It's messy. We live in a world of adversity. 
Hearts are broken, people lost, some homeless, some lonely, some hungry. Sometimes it is hard, painful, and scary. Yet in the messiness of life, Christmas tells us we know that we know God is at work. Why do I share this conclusion? This is my story. My life was falling apart. My marriage had fallen apart. And it was Christmas. I was financially so burdened trying to raise my children alone who were at the ages of 12 and 13 years old. My only gift this year for our celebration was to purchase a Christmas tree. At least we could make it look a little like Christmas. And just when you thought things could not get worse, this happens. I only had enough money to buy a Christmas tree a few days before the night of Christmas Eve. And as I went to get my car to pick it up at the front of the store, someone had stolen it before I got there. I had to find money to purchase another one one day before Christmas. My heart was broken and I felt so alone. I was ashamed that I could not buy gifts for my children. And despair became my constant companion. All I could think about was how I had failed. And worse yet, my children would pay the cost of a family torn in two this Christmas. I could not bear the thought that my children would awaken the next morning and there would be no gifts under the tree. The infamous Santa would not be showing up and magically placing presents under my tree. I shared with my children we would be going to church in the midnight hour to remember the true meaning of Christmas about a child who was born in a stable because there was no room in the inn and who would have no place to lay his head throughout his life and whose purpose was to die on a cross for the sin of the whole world. And so off we went that Christmas Eve, our hearts filled with hope and knowing Jesus knew my hardship and would not abandon me. We rejoiced in his promises and joy overcame our wounded souls. That night as we left the service, it began to snow and we danced and tasted snowflakes sent from heaven as though God did it just for us. 
our Christmas miracle. We decorated the tree and gave thanks for all of our blessings, a safe place to live, heat, water, food, and each other wrapped in the loving arms of God. To this very day, my children remember this as their favorite Christmas. We had the greatest gift of all. Love came down at Christmas. All was calm and all was bright. This is the message of Christmas. Let us remember when the shepherds had left, after Joseph fell asleep, Mary held Jesus close to her heart. She found, despite the disappointment, darkness and pain, a peace, a joy, and a love she had never known before. All was calm and all was bright. When we, like Mary, hold Christ near to our hearts, we too may discover a silent night after all. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus, I come before you today with a grateful heart. Thank you for your love, grace, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and faithfulness. Father, today I specifically thank you for the gift you have given us, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Father, the world is using this time to commercialize the greatest love story ever known. Please forgive us for making this season about us and not about Jesus. I pray we refocus our eyes from the things of this world to the true meaning of Christmas, the birthday of your beloved Son, Jesus, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I pray all experience the true meaning of Christmas the birth of Jesus, when hope was born, when love came down, when he brought joy to the world, and when through him we have peace on earth. Jesus gave his all for us. I pray we bring and freely give to Jesus our hearts, our time, our talents, our treasure, our all. Father, many in our city and surrounding communities experience discouragement, despair, darkness, and depression during this season. I pray they come to know that you love them so much, that you gave your only son to die for their sins, that when they believe in Jesus, they will not perish, but will have eternal life. I pray they come and receive this gift from you, Father God. It is written 
that during the time of Jesus' birth, an angel appeared to shepherds who were watching their flocks in the fields. The angel told them the good news of the birth of the Savior and Messiah. And the shepherds immediately went to find baby Jesus, which the angels told them they would find sleeping in the manger. Father, your word promises us that Jesus is coming back, not as a baby in a manger, but as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I pray that we are like the shepherds. While everyone else was asleep, the shepherds were awake, alert, watchful, and ready. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Were you listening as Pam shared the wake-up call using these words? Awake, alert, watchful, and ready. This leads me to present to you a question. It is a matter of life and death. Are you ready? Twas the night. Twas the night before Jesus came, and all through the house, not a creature was praying, not one in the house. Their Bibles were laying on the shelf without care, in hopes that Jesus would not come there. The children were dressing to crawl into bed, not once kneeling or bowing a head, and Mom in her rocker with baby on her lap was watching the late show while I took a nap. When out of the east there arose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. When what to my wondering eyes should appear, but angels proclaiming that Jesus is here. With a light like the sun sending forth a bright ray, I knew in a moment this must be the day. The light of his face made me cover my head, for it was Jesus returning just like he said. And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw him in spite of myself. In the book of life, which he held in his hand, was written the name of the saved from every land. He spoke not a word as he searched for my name when he said, It's not here. My head hung in shame. The people whose names had been written with love he was gathering to take to his Father above. With those who were ready he rose without a sound while all the rest of us were left standing around. I fell to my knees, but it was too late. I had waited too long and thus sealed my fate. I stood and I cried as they rose out of sight. Oh, if only I had been ready tonight. In the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. 
the coming of Jesus is drawing near. There's only one life, and when comes the last call, we'll find that the Bible was true after all. Are you ready?